Look up for a second. Look above Uh-oh. you. Look above you. What just happened? I rearranged you. Oh, okay, okay. Look above you real quick, Zach. Is the sky falling on your head? <laughs> <laughs> I'm chicken little up in this falling. thing. I- I feel I'm like chicken little up in this thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're in chicken little. Oh, man. Well, welcome to the Tigers Avenue. Obviously, there's lots to discuss from this past weekend. Um, no, the sky is not falling. Uh, let's 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 keep our wits about ourselves, folks. You know, we tr- we try to be reasonable on this podcast, so we'll put our reasonable caps on tonight and not act like Chicken Little. The sky is not, in fact, falling. And everything is okay. And honestly, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But, Zach, this past weekend was not that great for the LSU baseball Tigers. Um, LSU fans are chicken little, LOL. (laughs) They are, Carl. They are. Too many, way too many LSU baseball fans treat each baseball game with the significance of a football loss, and, and it you just can't do it. You, you can't. That's a that's a very good point. That's a very yeah, good I point. Mean, like literally, the same reactions that I see in the fall when LSU loses is how they are the like. It's the exact same from this past weekend. And anytime you I understand the win. difference between sports. I mean, the gravity of the games are not as weighted because you play so many more. Oh boy, I'm gonna try not. I'm not. I'm trying not to rant. I'm trying not to. Oh, on the LSU fans, I wouldn't blame you. LSU fans, Lord of mercy. It's ex- oh. <sighs> Twitter. Hey, Twitter be making fun of Facebook fans. They just as bad sometimes. They just as bad. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, man. Oh my goodness. Anyways, anyways, the negativity is at an all-time high, like it typically is um, right now. You did lose your first weekend series. It stinks. We'll get into the details of of those games. Um, but Zach, on a positive note, man, Paul Skeens is SEC Pitcher of the Week one more time. Uh, Yet again, season, and I won't be surprised if it happens again. I mean, Paul Skeens goes up there, puts up career numbers, uh, and continues to do what he needs to do. Um, of course, after that, it wasn't the best, and I see a lot of people saying, "Man, we just got Paul Skeens, and that's it. We just got Paul Skeens, and nobody else." We just got Paul Skeens. Outside of Paul Skeens, LSU's just another baseball team. Really? Really? We're just another baseball team out of Paul Skeens, outside of Paul Skeens? When this is the Horrible first day. time we've lost a weekend all year? Really? If this is the first weekend we've lost all stinking year, that means we have pitchers outside of Paul Skeens, that can get 27 outs. <sighs> anyway, Zach, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my cool. 
mean, for the I'm, record, I'm pretty sure like coming in like to the season, like preseason, like when we went through like all of the different series, I can't remember exactly Reagan, but I, I'm pretty sure I predict this going seven and three in the series. Okay. Or something like yeah. that. Or like maybe maybe it was like six and four or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but like in, in the SEC series. Yeah, in the SEC series, like yeah, even yeah. though you had the talent that you had, like we you predicted just... we predicted ourselves to lose games and lose series well before this one. Um and it's better and than fact, what we thought. It's than better what we projected. Yeah. It's better than what we projected. It's better than what we thought. I certainly did not think LSU was going to go undefeated in the weekend series. I thought they would win, you know, at the least six, at the most, you know, maybe eight or nine. I, I, um, thought, eight. Are, I thought eight. And here we are sitting with the potential to only have one weekend series loss. Um, you're going to host State, who's not a good team. Um, and then you got to go play a scrappy Georgia team on the road, and that's going to be a tough one. But either way, you know, let's just say worst case scenario happens. You you won seven seven SEC series, like that's phenomenal. Our we also mentioned, you know, you want to be at you know twenty and ten is a good landing spot for LSU. A lot of people talked about that. That twenty and ten seemed like a very achievable goal. Those a lot of people were saying, you know, that's that's the goal. Let's get to twenty and ten. Right. And right now you're in the spot where if you win both of these next two weekend series, you you've done better than that. So uh, it's just amazes me how much people have fallen apart. And I agree. I completely agree with your take. I think it was a, it was a really good point that you made that like people are treating this like a, a a football loss and they're not the same. Um, and let's think about this, Reagan. So Blake made a good point, um, or I can't remember exactly who it was. Maybe it wasn't Blake. Uh, no, I think it was Blake. He, he he tweeted, you know, in 1997, LSU lost. LSU played Alabama five times in 1997. Yeah. Okay? yeah. They played them in a regular weekend series. They played them in the SEC championship game, and they played them in the national championship game. Yeah. Um, they got the doors beat off of them. Uh, two games in the in the in the in the weekend series, uh, regular season weekend series, um, beat them in one of those games. They got the doors beat off of them in the SEC title game, but then they beat the doors off of them in the national championship game. Guys, this is baseball. It's just baseball. That's how it goes, man. Does anybody watch the MLB? This is why you play like a million games in a season. <laughs> Because that is the nature of baseball. It, it, that's how the sport works. You can't just – its this is not a football season where you play 10 games, you know. 12. And, and, you know, or 12 games, you know, in a regular season, whatever it is. Um, you know, it's a completely – only eight conference games. Yes, only eight like, conference games. Yeah. It's like, a completely like, different There's only sport. eight conference games. The significance goes extremely high. You play 30. Like <laughs> LSU – LSU's at a phenomenal spot right now. The 37 to 10 on the year. Uh, you know, you're number two in the country. I understand, like, you lost the first place position, but I'm not upset about that, honestly. I'm, no. I'm okay with it. But look, also, okay, so 1997, let's go, let's go back to 2009 or earlier. Um, in the fourth weekend or third to last weekend series, you LSU, who, again, preseason number one in 2009, ultimately became the number one team in the country, winning the national championship over Texas. They played Tennessee, who was second to last in the SEC that year, uh, and 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 got beat that series at home in Baton Rouge. Played bad and got beat. Um, and they made some adjustments, which is what Jay is going to do. He has made yep. it very clear that he's going to make adjustments, which we yep. will discuss in the second segment. Um, in 2009. They lost a series to Tennessee, who was a bad team. Um, who I think, to be honest, was in that day in that day and age was a worse team than what Auburn is this day and age in in, in this weekend series. Which which um, Auburn just came off a of win on yeah, the they road. Just beat South Carolina on the road. Like dang, they You know, this isn't you know like we lost to Missouri or you you know yeah. we lost the state. You know, yeah. like at it's home. Auburn. Like they're going to be in the tournament. 
You know, they went to Omaha last year. They're going to make a run this year. Like, let's chill out. Let's chill out. So, I mean, Reagan, let's, let's get into the games a little bit. I'll let you get started there. Yeah. Um, so, game, game one, I, I mean. There's not much to say about game one. Not much to say about game one, but there is something to say about game one, though, that, that plays into the rest of the games that I think is really the, the, the determining factor of this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, and Zach, we were talking about this a little bit, everybody is so stinking focused on the pitching. Guys, I really don't think the pitching this weekend was that much different than it was the entire season. Like, yes, Christian Little had a meltdown on Sunday morning or, or Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Like, he fell apart. It's really an outlier. Like, that is an outlier. And it really just set the tone for the game. And, like, they went from there. I mean, you score six runs in the first inning. I mean, it is a horrible start to the game. Yeah. And Almost they had set the tone. The, the game, like, the stadium, I, I mean, was was – really full on Sunday because they had a chance to knock off the number one team in the country. And Christian Little walks in and and just, you know, can't find the strike zone. The first game, yeah, yeah. The first game, LSU wins. Paul Skeens goes out there and pitches 15 strikeouts and has his career best game. But LSU only scores three runs and two of them two of them happened on the third pitch of the game and then you scratched a run across with malazzo later in in the like the later innings to get you some kind of insurance and really because paul Skeens was out there and he does what he normally does you you handed the ball to Ackenhausen, he did what he needed to do and then you handed the ball to herd which by the way Hurd is playing. He's pitching really well lately. Last Don't check out on Hurd. Really good. Do not check out on Thatcher Hurd. Um, and he shut the door in the ninth inning. So I think it was the offense that really struggled this weekend because I don't think the pitching was much different outside of Christian Little. Yeah, like the pitching. On Saturday, was was pretty par for the chorus on yep. the season. Yep. And in all reality, so that was game one. Paul Skeens comes in and shoves. You scratched off a few runs, and, and that was it. You, you shut out Auburn. Uh, that's kind of what you expected game one. Game two comes around, and Ty Floyd is pitching phenomenally. I, I mean, looking excellent dominant like like he looks like he did whenever he played Ole Miss and pitched eight and a third I I mean he went out there and struck out seven batters in a row and then the fourth inning crap happens Zach which by the way holy smokes like can we not figure out as an SEC umpiring crew who in the world you threw out of the game like that was that was complete was bad crap. I mean, how do you let the game get out of control the way it did in the fourth inning? That was yeah. so absurd. That that was the most ridiculous crap I have seen all stinking year. How do you not know with a hundred percent certainty who you tossed out of the game? So to 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 really interrupt you, go ahead. <clears throat> the sequence of events that kind of led up to this. Which awful, awful. <clears throat> so, to end the top, to end the bottom of the third, the ump misses a strike three call for Ty Floyd. Yeah. Uh, luckily, he he uh, induces a pop out, a fly out. Uh, Would have been eight straight K's. Um, ump squeezed him. Uh, doesn't he doesn't get the eighth strikeout? So he missed that. It was bad. Um, the top of the uh, excuse me, yeah, top yeah the, the top of the yeah. fourth happens, and Vale steps onto the rubber, steps off, and doesn't make any advance to any base. That's a balk. It's clear as day, just clear as day. I mean, as 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 clear as 
the red is, that is in Reagan's beard. It, it's just as clear <laughs> as day. Okay? It's a very obvious Step, ball. Steps on the rubber, steps off, steps back on. That is the definition of a balk. Um, and it's not even one of those questionable ones where, like, it's like a small movement or something, you know. How like, far did he lean? Like, yeah. how far? Yeah, there's nothing like that. Like, it's it's a straight-up balk. Ump's completely missed it. Not a single ump caught it. The first base and, something. And Jay immediately it. went out there. I mean, Jay immediately went out. He was pissed. And then the umps have the audacity to call a touch and go on the pickle. on Kai Floyd oh, on one that he actually threw. He made the throw to to first. I get it. It was a balk. Like I get it with the foot thing. Like it was a balk because he made the the slight advance to to home plate and then threw to first. I get Correct. it. I get it. Correct. But like it wasn't even as near as bad as the balk was that they had missed. So like I'm like if you if you know you clearly blatantly missed that one, like you probably need to let that one slide. Yeah. Okay. And so obviously Jay's pissed. Jay's it's he's pissed. Was pissed. And so they, you know, he comes out and you know, like Tommy was rolling. Tom, or, excuse me, Ty was rolling. He walks the first guy. Okay, no biggie. You can you can you can work out of that. And then you have the balk and everything breaks loose. Everything breaks loose. You don't know who the heck you you don't know who the heck you kicked off. You have a long delay in which Ty's just standing there, not getting to throw, not getting to warm up, nothing. Just standing completely there. Completely icing him. I mean, just icing him. You finally, you finally get to where you're you're in the game again. He gives up a single, but then he settles in. He settles back in and gets a strikeout. He gets a strikeout, and you're going, okay, all right, he's going to settle in here. And what happens? Butch Thompson comes out, and he starts arguing. Because, again, the umps didn't do their job, and they didn't know who the heck they booted. They don't know who the heck they kicked out the game, who oh, they ejected. Crazy. And so Butch Thompson comes out. And I don't know if it was strategic or if it was on like just at that moment. Who knows? Because I mean, Ty had just gotten a strikeout and he and he had gotten back into form. Like he was, you know, the way he was pitching, way he was landing his pitches, and in that at bat looked like Ty. He gets the strikeout. Then Butch Thompson comes out, does his mess. Jay Johnson comes back out, does like, and it's a whole ordeal. And then Ty has to sit again, right? And then you have a walk, and then you have a wild pitch, and then you have another walk. And Ty's still in the game. He settles back in. Strikeout. And unfortunately then, after that, uh, you had the pinch hit and the walk, and they run him, okay? I understand. Part of this, part of that, you know, I completely understand, you know, Ty looks off because of everything that happened. Oh, no question. I, no question. I, Part of me wants to believe you could have left him in there and he could have settled back in because he had done it twice already. He had done it twice already. Um, two times they had caused a major, major delay in the game and Ty struggled on the next batter after that, but then the following batter, both times he struck the guy out. Um, I want to believe you could have given Ty a longer leash. Um, and I understand, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, like, it's on tie. He's got to be able to shake that off. Like, the people don't understand, like, when you're pitching, like, I wish we had a Chris Camille on right now. Like, it's a rhythm thing. Like, you got to be in a rhythm. There is there is routine. You know, there is, the, the you know, the mechanics. Everything is, it's all about timing with pitching. Uh, uh, timing plays a major, major factor into pitching. And this threw his timing completely completely out of whack. Um, <coughs> and Ryan made a good point. You also had the blunder of the pitch, the pinch hit that was late. They bring the guy up. He's, he's literally walking to the freaking plate. He's on the plate, and they're God. like, oh, no, 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 come back, come back, come back. Like, oh my God. It was, that, the fourth inning was a crap show. It was a crap show. And I know people are going to say, like, well, Ty Floyd should have fought the adversity. Guys, put yourself in that situation as a pitcher that is that is so – Routine based and time based. 
I mean, think about Skeens. You know, the one time that everything was thrown off, what had to happen? He had to come out the game. He had to come out the game because everything with pitching is specific. It's very detail-oriented. And South so, Carolina. You know, You're talking about South Carolina. Yes, in the South Carolina game. Like, he had to come out because it's done. Like, it's at an hour. Done. You sat an hour. Sat an hour. You're done. Like the umps, and I will say a little bit of it's on Jay Johnson. Like he needs to realize that and like get out. Like be done. You know, like in the conversation. But, like, but also they kept coming back to Jay, and they're like, they "Oh, uh, is it the right guy? Uh, which one is it?" They did. Like, and freaking when they when they were like, when the freaking home plate umpire turns back around and goes, "Oh, that's the guy." And then Butch Thompson comes back out again, and he's irate that, and he's sitting there telling them, "I told you, I told you what in the record. I told you, the dude." Butch Thompson, the second time he came out, chewed on them for like five solid minutes. Like at some point, you got to send him back on. to the dugout and keep the How, game going. Exactly. How do you allow him to 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 chew you that long? That was we have a pitch. We have a pitch clock now. And we're allowing coaches to come out and chew on the ump for five minutes. That's the longest I've ever seen it without without the coach being tossed. That is the longest I have ever seen a coach chew Look, an umpire. I'm not. I'm not saying that game two is on the umps, but man, it played a massive role. It played a massive. Well, they scored massive. three runs in that inning. They scored three if runs they in that inning. Where you, you probably, in where in, in in a normal situation, you probably limit them to one. Um, now that is completely, you know, what if completely just hypothetical, but it, you know, the way God. Floyd was pitching and the way he, he did pitch even after the, the rest. And I love how he responded, you know, Ty, you know, went to Jay afterwards, like, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have let it affect me. And, and I did, and it did, but I don't blame him because he's a pitcher. It's detail oriented. I, I mean, I've, I've stated that enough. So extremely, extremely frustrating fourth but reagan you bounced back in the fifth yeah it, you did and, and this is where the problem like like i had a huge problem with the fourth inning but man you do have to lay it at at, at the offense like you have to lay it at, at the all at the plate lay it at the plate's feet this this whole series because you're just your offense could never get going i, I mean zach i think dylan cruz had two hits on the whole weekend Maybe I think he hit me. Matter, matter I know he had he he had one going into Sunday, and I know of at least one hit that he got Sunday. So I know he had two. Y'all can correct me if he got one. He probably got one maybe after I, I quit watching on Sunday. But I, I know at, that at some point he got a hit on two, on Sunday, and it was only his second hit of the weekend. Like like Dylan Cruz had a rough weekend at the plate. It, it was a it was I think. This is why you can't melt down about this stinking series. It is such an outlier from the rest of the season. It, it is a complete outlier, and that is baseball. You will have games, you will have series where your best just can't get it done because that's how baseball works. It is so stinking hard to hit a baseball. It's probably the hardest thing to do in sports. I would say that and play DB. It are the two hardest things in all of sports to do. And it just felt like he was off. He was, like, missing pitches by so much. Like, I mean, I don't know how many stinking pop-ups he had. He was just he was just barely missing, just getting yeah. under them. And it just wasn't his weekend. He had an off weekend, and that's baseball. Christian Little goes out there and, and, and I mean, lays an absolute egg. And it's just an outlier. That's why I feel like, we can't freak out about this weekend because it just doesn't happen. Like in the, if you look at the grand scheme of the season, this is a complete outlier. You three times, three times you have the bases loaded and you got one run out of all three times. How many times does that happen this year? Ne like never. Like Tommy White, it, 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 if I remember correctly, before going into that game, when bases were loaded, was batting 500. Dylan Cruz was a thousand. So, and you come up against Tommy Vale, and you have bases loaded, no outs, with Dylan Cruz and Tommy White coming to the bat, and you're like, and oh, you only good. get one run across. 
Like, you just got to tip your cap to Tommy Vale. It, it just – the offense could not get going this weekend. Like, Cruz is not going to stay down like that. It, it's just not going to happen. I'd rather um, it happen now than in a super. Exactly. You would rather have her now than a super. And, look, Dylan's not going to stay down. He's going to bounce back. And I think they respond resoundingly. But I think that's the story of the weekend is 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 the offense couldn't do what it normally does. I think the pitching was really pretty typical. Um, I, I mean, Sunday, if obviously offense, outside of the, the first inning Sunday. Yeah, outside of the first inning Sunday. Like, if your offense does what it normally does Saturday night, you win the series. Yep. Like you win the series. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bases loaded, no outs, Dylan Cruz, Tommy White coming up. Typically, you're probably getting three, four runs out of that. That situation. Because you're expecting Dylan Cruz to get a hit, and then you're expecting Tommy White walked. to follow it up with a hit. Or, or get walked. Yeah, exactly. So you're expecting to get like three, four runs out of that, and that wins you the game. Yep. So – it just everybody's so focused on the pitching, and I just don't know if it is the pitching. Like I the think issue, it was the, the, the pitching same. we un, like that's we know about that. Like that's been <laughs> an issue. Yeah, you've it, had but, the injuries. You've it had is injuries. What it is. Like you've had the issues with command, obviously, and the walks and the free bases. Like that's been a thing, guys, for weeks, and you've still won series. You still won series. The reason you lost this one was because you coupled that with the offense being bad, which, I mean, if we're going to be honest, uh, and as we get into, which we're, we're at about 30 minute mark, so probably it's a good time to get into the second segment. Um, you know, that is a big concern because, you know, whenever the uh, offense is, is having an off day, you know, and you couple that with what you got, just what you have on the in the bullpen, like, yeah, that's scary to think about. Um, but I certainly don't think it just knocks them out of the possibility of winning a national championship no, at all. No, dude. Arkansas is the best example of this, man. Dude, your offense did not have a great day against Arkansas game one, and you pitched Paul Skeens in that game, and you end up yep. losing in extra innings, and then you come back and you win two in a row against the current number three team in the country. Mm. Arkansas is number three in the country. And you won the series with a loss the day Paul Skeens pitched. Yeah. Uh, like, like how – I mean, how significant is that, Zach? Massive. In terms of super regional and regional play. Like, all the yeah. crap that people are saying, like, oh, outside of Paul Skeens, we just, we just ain't got nothing. Not true. Like – not true. You beat the number three team in the country because of the pitchers and the, the offense after Paul Skeens. Like, our offense turned up the next two days against Arkansas. You don't think they can do that against regional players? I mean, come on. It's absurd to, to, to consider that. Zach, you are going to host a regional and a super regional. Yeah. Right? So that means you're going yeah. to be the top dog. You're going to be the favorite in the regional and the super regional. You know, Zach, if you're if you're playing a SWAC four seed in game one, you're probably not pitching Paul Skeens. You're going to save Paul Skeens for your game two in a in a regional. Mm -hmm. You're going to pitch probably Ty Floyd for game one. Yeah, and you're going to pitch Skeens game two. Because you're probably facing the second seed or the third seed. And guess what? The two and the three seed in a regional, they're pitching their ace to make sure they win game one. Yep. Do you you think, Zach, that LSU can beat a four seed, like, SWAC tier team without Paul Skeens? Do you think we can do that? With Ty Floyd Mount, heck yeah. Absolutely. Do you think we can go beat somebody's number two with Paul Skeens on day two? Absolutely, and then guess what? That team has to go win another game, and then come beat you two times. They have to win three more games to make it out of that regional, and it probably isn't happening against this LSU team in Baton Rouge. Like they're not, they're probably not. not going to beat this LSU team in Baton Rouge back to back after they had to go play a third game 
before those games. The like, pitching is going to be exhausted. It, it, they're they're going to be gassed. Their their pitching and their bullpen is going to be gassed. It, it, Jay would be like I, I genuinely will be stunned if Paul Skeens pitches the first game in a regional. I, I will be stunned. Like you save him for game two. Because you're going to be playing probably a bid stealer, because we're going to be the we're going to be probably two three seed, come national seed time if we if we play out well if we win the next two series and we have a good showing in SEC tournament we're probably going to be the two three seed. Yeah. So you're going to be playing a potential like bid stealer in your four seed, and then you're going to host somebody else for a super regional. They got to come to you. And you're going to be the favorite team again. Yeah. Because you're going to be paired with a lower seeded regional to come to your super regional. And I like Paul Skeen's game one against anybody. And then they have to come back and they have to beat you twice. Auburn is the only team that has been able to do that all year long on the road. Like, so the idea that the sky is falling and the idea that people say, well, with our pitching that we have, it's just not possible to get to Omaha anymore. It's just not going to happen. That is freaking absurd. It is absurd. You've got to think more rationally, and you also need to quit being a slave to the moment. Quit being a slave to the moment and pull your mind out to the grand scheme of this entire season and go, oh, oh yeah, we're actually pretty freaking good. Yeah, yep. we can go beat Arkansas, the number three team in the country, when we freaking lost the first game that Paul Skeens pitched. Like, come on, guys. You have everything still ahead of you. Is this a bump in the road? 100%. Absolutely. Can you use it as fuel for the fire? Absolutely. 100%. Can you use it to be a bounce-back point in your season? Absolutely. Are you good enough to do everything you still want to do? Absolutely. And the the idea that we can't make it to Omaha, we can't make it and do anything in Omaha to even contend for a national championship, the, the pitching staff is nothing outside of Paul Skeens is absurd. It is absurd. Let's uh let's get to some comments because uh, I, I know there's a lot flying in right now uh, and some good ones. Reagan, uh, we'll transition here. Uh, obviously, disappointing weekend overall. Sunday, I mean, to sum it up, you know, Friday, Paul Skeens. Saturday, failure to execute timely hits, and you had the wild, bizarre fourth inning. (laughs) Um, Sunday, absolute (laughs) failure to be able to execute pitches uh, in the first inning, and that's the gist of the weekend. That's the gist of the weekend. And your bats Uh, still weren't there. Yeah, and your bats still weren't there. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Moving on. Uh, let's get some comments before we transition to Reagan, just giving our opinion on, you know, what we think these changes that Jay Johnson is talking about, what, what we, maybe what we want to see, maybe what we expect to see, uh, and just talk more in depth on that. Uh, Carl Dunn said, go ahead and give him pitcher of the year. Talking about skiing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. No uh, Ryan said, exactly 100 accurate, Reagan. Uh, preach, pass a preach. Um, here's a good question also from Ryan that I I liked will more teams not use their ace in the game that Skeens pitches Ryan you should if that's the case you're giving us an automatic win almost like obviously it's you're not consenting but you you're telling me you're going to put your second or third best option up against Skeens um yeah that's 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 probably in the bag for us uh and I'm not saying it's impossible that we could lose a game like that because it is it's baseball as we've talked about, but like you're you're going to give me that advantage in a series. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, I would, I mean, I see what you're trying to say. Like, I see what you're trying to get at. Look, Auburn did it, and it played out for them. They called us on a weekend where our, they caught us in a weekend where our offense wasn't clicking, and so the next two games we couldn't capitalize, but. Auburn essentially gave you game one. Uh, Robert mentioned it. In 2009, LSU lost the same time of the year and lost badly the whole weekend and went went on to win. It, it happens. I'm not worried. Thank you, Robert. So there is some sane LSU fans out there. Dude, uh, Adam, you uh, said again, it's it's the runners left on base. What were we saying, Reagan? Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. The runners left on base. It was a major issue. Yep. Carl said 14 left on base Saturday night. Bases loaded three times. Left what I was about to say, times. Zach, was to the, the last time that an SEC team won all of their uh, uh, SEC series in recent history, the only two teams in recent history was 21 Arkansas and 2013 Bandy. Neither one won. Your last two national champions were SEC teams, and neither of those I just named. Correct. Uh, Ryan said, I feel bad for Ty. Um, Robert said, Ty's going to bounce back. It's going to make him a lot more stronger. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, listen, well. I there's it. people that are saying, like, the sec- the number two's up for grabs. Guys, it's not. It's it's not, and I understand. I, under, I understand. Weird. I understand that Jay said like everything's open outside of steam. <laughs> but who are you going to pitch? Who are oh, you going to pitch for two games? Because you're already trying to figure out game three. So who in the world, if you're trying to figure out game three, who in the world are you going to pitch game two? Yeah. It, while you're still trying to figure out game three, it's not happening, guys. Ty Floyd is your going to be your starter. Um, and maybe that lit a fight. You know, maybe that's a little bit of some motivation, some encouragement to try and get Ty, you know, uh, amped up a little. I, I fully believe you're going to see Ty Floyd. Uh, he's going to be the number two. Um, Peyton. Yeah, yeah. I get to Peyton's comment about Trey here. Peyton, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't. I don't know how many times we have to say this, Peyton. Like we we told you, bro. Like why? He said, "Why is Trey not at first? Peyton, who are you going to take out of the lineup? Tell me who you're going to take out of the lineup. Send it in the comments. I want to see why. So, okay, Zach, if you want Trey at first base, who are you going to take out of the lineup, and who are you going to put in over the, over that person? How do you here's justify what I would in? do? Here's what I would do if you wanted that. Like, like because I will say, Jared Jones has been not picking some balls that Trey would pick. Hey, guess what? Trey Tommy White has not been the best at third base. You're going to take him out the lineup? It's true. No. So Tommy White has been frustrating. He's he's had a lot of like if you're gonna argue about Jones, it's like Jacob Berry last year. If if you're gonna argue about Jones, if you're gonna argue about Thompson, then you dang well better argue about White too. But you're not gonna take him out the lineup. You're not. You're not gonna take Bear Jones out the lineup. You're not gonna take Tommy White out the lineup, and you're not taking Jordan Thompson out the lineup. So it's a mute issue. It's a mute issue. I don't know why we keep getting that question asked. It's it's a mute issue. Like it, it optimizes the offense, and the offense has won you several games. Like so, and also Zach, like Tommy White is like the case last year with Jacob Berry. Like they're they're going to be in the lineup, and it's a place where they can be. Like like <laughs> where else yeah. you can put Tommy? Uh, like Tommy could play first base probably better than he play third base, but like you also got to have Jared Jones and Beloso in the lineup. So. Anyways, um, Coleman, I saw the comment about Coleman. I think Coleman could eventually be in a starting position in, in postseason. He's still, got work, he's still got to work his way back. He, he's still working his way back. I mean, and yeah, he is. I'm fine. Like, Ty's going to be your number two. Like, that's going to that's gonna be the case. Um, like, they're not going to pull Ty. Um, so, the question is, Reagan, okay, so let's, let's address this. All right, Jay mentioned it. There was going to be some shakeup, right? Say so a lot of things are going to be open again. Um, I think you know that's a little, a little. I don't think he intentionally meant it that way. I think it maybe, but I think it's going to be taken by fans a lot more exaggerated than than it, than it should be. Um, I think that I think you know solidifying right. He may field, also mean the bullpen too, like the way they they play. Yes, the correct, correct. I think solidifying right field, and I think you know your game three starter, and then the way that they bring guys out of the bullpen. That's specifically what he's talking about. So Reagan, I'll let you first. Those three areas. What do you expect? What do you want? What do you expect? All right, so so you want my game three starter, somewhat of a game three starter. Rotation. You know what is your plan for right field, um, and you know yeah, what is your bullpen rotation for um, change up? Look, you know, look, right right field is going to be who's pitching. That, that's what right field is going to be like. I, I don't think there will ever be this season a like a solidified right fielder. It's going to be 
Joe Bear, Kling, and Pearson. So, like de- depending on so Reagan to, to to debate this a little bit here um, on right field. A lot of people have been saying, you know, because right field you have Joe Bear, you have Kling, you have Pearson. And with Joe Bear in the lineup, it seems like there's a lot of times, and it's specifically think about this weekend, where you get guys in position to score, and unfortunately you have Bear Jones or Joe Bear up to bat, and they are, you know, it's hit or miss, right? Because they're going to swing for the fences or they're, they're striking out, right? Um, that's what they've dealt with this season. You know, so the argument is, can we get somebody in there that is putting the ball into play more, right? Because when you're in those bases loaded, zero outs, bases loaded, one out situations, you want a guy that's going to get in there and put the ball in play or or be or be better at their ABs. And although Jones has gotten better, um, Joe Bear and Jones have both struggled with better ABs and obviously putting the ball into play. That's been their biggest downfall this season for yeah. both of them. Um, I feel like they're both kind of the same player a little bit outside of, you know, one hits right-handed, one hits left-handed, and obviously Bayer has more home runs, but they both have the pop. Um, so, Reagan, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you think there? I honestly don't know because, like, Kling's just getting back from injury too, and and he had, I mean, he's just as consistent as I would say Joe Bear has been. Uh, you know, early in the season he showed some flashes uh, of of yeah. what he can be. Like he's going to be a star at LSU. Uh, Kling is, um, like he's the future in the outfield. Yeah, um, he's going to be your center fielder next year. Uh, yeah, he's the future for sure. Probably. Um, him or Stevenson. So uh, again, like I still don't know. Like there's times when. Joe Bear has been hitting base hit. I mean, for a while there, he he got his average up above 300 because he was hitting consistently. Um, you know, Kling early in the season had his average above 300, and he got kind of on a hot streak of hitting home runs. So, it, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I I've, I would rather see Kling or Joe Bear maybe more than Pearson right now because Pearson has been unfortunately just has not had the season he had last year. Uh, he's more inconsistent than the other two. Um, so I would like to see Kling and, and Joe Bear more often. But honestly, in terms of who's putting it in play more, I feel like it's not too much difference between the two of them. Uh, game three starter, like some names that you're going to hear, obviously Gavin Guidry, Coleman, Thatcher Hurd. Um, there was another one I was thinking of, but. Maybe Riley Cooper. Maybe Riley he pitched, Cooper. He pitched. He started a couple games earlier. I don't know if Riley Cooper is your is the guy though, because he has such yeah. like a rubber arm. He could pitch like th- like all three games out of the bullpen. Like, like yeah. he just comes in and just continues to pitch. Like he doesn't yeah. doesn't seem to get tired. Um, he he may not be the most effective guy, but he comes out there and kind of puts it across the plate, and he may get touched a few times. But he's a guy who can go in there and and eat up outs. So I don't think it's him. I think it's Gidry, and I, I want it to be Gidry. Um, I, I think he's up for that now. I think he's – I think it's going to be him. Um, so, the potential for Hurd is there just because his upside as a starter is better than than Gidry's. Uh, I, I mean, you saw what he did the year – again, I, I mean, we know what he did at UCLA as a starter – um, like that potential is there, but right now he's comfortable in his role and he has been executing very well when he has come in. So I say, keep him there. And I roll with Gidry because Gidry has been really solid. And I think Gidry can come in on game three and, and give you a solid four innings. And that's what you need on a game three. And I'm good yeah. with that. So I, I would go Gidry, um, in terms of the bullpen, I really thought what I thought was going to happen, and I wanted this to happen whenever he brought Ackenhausen out on Friday. I want it to be Skeens, Ackenhausen, first out of the bullpen. Like, because a while for there, it had been Skeens, Herring. I want it to be Skeens, Ackenhausen, and then Floyd, Herring. Like, that is four arms that can eat you up a, a lot. Two of whole games. games. And, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Dang near two whole games in four arms. So, 
Okay, Doug, I that comment. Oh my goodness, <sighs> that comment about herring, dude. Okay, come dude. on, come on, man. Dude did not choke under pressure. The dude walked into a hornet's nest. He walked into a game where a guy had not recorded a single out yet and had walked four guys, like to start the game, like. And he's a true freshman. He's a true freshman walking like walking into a bloodbath and there's sharks swimming in the water. Like he didn't choke. On, he didn't choke. He didn't, he's he immature. Choke. The the like that's a huge moment to come in and that, that's tough as a freshman. I, I don't think he choked. Like I hate to say this. I think little choked, but he's a veteran. He had a clean slate. And they gave you a, a you know a lead in the first inning, and you came in and I mean let the barn doors open for Auburn, and it, and and it, and it was so much unearned, like like six walks, six runs. I, I mean, anyways. But I but my bullpen. I want to see Herring first in the second game. I want Ackenhausen to be the guy who follows Skeens, um, and, and maybe Hurd can close both those games out if you need him to. Um, but man, if, if Paul Skeens come in, does what he does. And then Ackenhausen closes the game out, you know, Floyd typically doesn't go as long or eat up as much as, as, uh, Skeens can. So you let Herring come in and maybe pitch the sixth, seventh, eighth, bring Hurd in for the ninth. And then you can have Hurd for the third game as well to eat up another inning. So that's how I want to see it. Um, and I thought that's what he was going to do this weekend. Like when he brought Ackenhausen out and then went to Hurd, I thought for sure it was going to be Floyd Herring. But that's what I thought too. Considering how things went, I guess he he might have had that in plan, but he may have changed that considering how things played out. And maybe that maybe that is what he's alluding to. Like maybe you know he wants Herring game two, um, and just because of the circum, like you mentioned the circumstances. Um, so I have, Gidry Cooper, sorry, Gidry then yeah. Riley Cooper, uh, and, and Coleman and Coleman as well. Um, yeah, oh Coleman, yeah for sure. So I 100 percent agree with you. Uh, I think right field is going to continue to be a revolving door. Um, you know, I think you know, obviously most of the time you're going to be facing a right-handed pitcher. So I think you know when you're facing a right-handed pitcher, one game you're going to be seeing uh, Pearson, another game you're going to be seeing Joe Bear, and then when you do see the the left-handed pitchers come in, then 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 you're going to see Clean. Um, that, I think right field just is what it is, and you know, unless <clears throat> unless somebody just takes it by the horns and just starts hitting, you know, like some of these other guys in the lineup are hitting, I think it's going to continue to be a revolving door there. Um, I have to, uh, I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I hate to just re- repeat what you said, but I am a hundred percent with you on uh, the pitching rotation. I think. Uh, obviously, Skeens in uh, game one, I think, to follow it up. I love the idea of Ackenhausen and then Hurd if you need him to close. I love the idea of sending Floyd out there. And here's the good thing about Floyd Herring. You know Herring can extend. He's gone to 70 pitches before. So if Floyd is inconsistent like he has been at times, you can immediately bring in Herring and Herring can extend for you like he has in the past. Or you can um, go to Coleman, get you two innings, and then see if Herrick can close correct. it Correct. Or you can go to Coleman, give you two innings, and then try to have Herring finish it out. Exactly. So I am 100% with you um, on 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 all those side of things. Um, Are you telling me there's arms? We actually have arms outside of Paul Skeens? <laughs> we do have arms outside of Paul Skeens. It's just, you know. We, we uh, don't whatever. just have arms. We have pretty reliable arms. Ackenhausen, yeah, you would be, be so much better for injury. Like, yeah. Ugh. Think about how think about how good you're gonna be next year because of the experience these arms are getting this year, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand the, the I understand the roster, the lineup's not gonna be even close to what it is this year. I completely understand that, but just think about. I mean, I understand you're like this year, this year, this year, but like think about the good it's doing for next year's team who's going to need it next year because you're not going to have I'm honestly it. excited to see how next year plays out. That's you're not going to have the you're not going to have the offense time. next year. You're going to have to rely more on the defense and the arms. So this year is already helping next year because the the problems that you're having, the issues, the, the adversity that you're facing this year <coughs> is making the team better for next year, right? Um okay, Peyton he said, Zach, we stayed with Barry last year. 
Where did that get us? So you're going to take a first rounder out of the lineup. I don't really know what that means. You're going to take a first. You're going to take a first round draft pick out the lineup last year. I'm talking about it last didn't year. change. I, I, like I don't know what he means by that. Your, your point was about Trey, not about like like I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, you're confused. Like, I don't know bro. what you mean by that. Like Barry wasn't even the one who was the biggest problem defensively last year. It was Thompson. He and said Barry it got him drafted. But I'm not sure what you mean by that. I don't, I don't, like genuinely, Barry, I don't know. Barry what you mean was by that. Barry was a massive part of your offense. If you take him out, where's your offense? You're hurting like, yourself either way. Like, like I'm genuine. Like Peyton, I'm not trying to be like a like smart aleck. Like, like what do you mean by that? Like, I thought your point was about Trey. Like, what do you mean? Where did Barry get us last year? So, like, so, yeah, he wasn't it. the best defensively, but he was a great. I mean, he was a, a great bat in the lineup like i'm not Let's sure what you do mean this peyton peyton since, since you're adamant about certain things i want you to give me your lineup i want you to give me your your starting nine your lineup you give it go ahead send it in the comments i want to see your lineup and then i want to see your starting three pitchers okay let's let's start there i feel like because obviously we're trying to talk over uh messages here maybe we're getting a little confused so i want you peyton to send me your starting lineup who you're going to start, who's sitting, where they're playing, all that good stuff. Um, I do agree with Peyton. Gidry didn't phase. He seems to have that mentality, Reagan. Like, he just comes in and he just doesn't have them. He doesn't He doesn't allow anything to yeah. affect him. He he's a true up. freshman, he and he came into when Harry came in. He shows an emotion. He shows emotion, obviously. He gets fired up. You know, dude, you're down 6-1. to one. He gets a strikeout, and he's over on the sideline just, like, yelling at him. Yeah. Like, he's fired up. Like, I love that. Um Let's see. I, I think I think Gidry is the right direction to go, and that excites me about him. The attitude, the yeah. the confidence, uh, the nasty breaking ball to, to go along with the mid mid nineties fastball. I agree, Reagan. Let's take a quick break. Allow some of these other yeah. uh, comments to populate. Maybe allow time for Peyton to get all of his stuff together. Uh, when we come back, we'll address uh, more LSU baseball. We'll also discuss. Uh, this guy we just recently ad- uh, added in the transport for men's basketball. We'll mention uh, the three players LSU is looking at in uh, football. So we'll discuss all of that, get some LSU laying yap right after this. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter. At One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Back at it here in the Tigers Avenue. Last little segment here. Um, so, Zach, real quick, basketball transfers. The basketball ra- roster is solidified. You have five returners. You have five transfers coming in, and you have two freshmen. That is your 12 scholarships. So, You've wrapped it up basketball-wise, and I'm pretty excited about what Matt McMahon does has done in terms of getting guys who can score, uh, getting guys who can get you great minutes, um, depth. So I- I'm pretty excited about this team. You bring in Jalen Cook, who, Zach, is probably going to be the one of the top guards in the SEC next year, um, if not the top guard in the SEC next year. He's gonna. He is going to play a lot of meaningful minutes, and he is going to put a lot of minutes. Like he's going to be a thirty-five a minute game. He's your starting point guard. He's going to be like thirty-five minutes a game next year. Like mm-hmm. he's your guy. Uh, the who who's going to play your number two? I think it's going to be interesting. Will it be Carlos Stewart? Will it be Jordan Wright? Uh, like I, I think they have a lot of flexibility. This I think your 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 um three and four spot is really going to be interesting. You have a veteran in Imwani who's going to be coming back off of injury who can play in the three and four. You have Derek Fountain returning. You said what? I said, gosh, Mwani's been at LSU forever. 
<coughs> yeah, it'll be his fourth year. Um, you brought back a whole bunch of Louisiana guys. I think there's going to be passion to play for the home state. Uh, Will Baker is going to be your number five, and Will Baker, in terms of like offensive athleticism and ability in a center for a seven foot guy, I, I don't know if you're going to find a better one. Uh, like, I mean, there's a lot of really good guys seven foot, but with his athleticism, his ability to handle the ball the way he does. He's seven foot tall and he, he handles the ball like he's a like a six foot three point guard. Like and he shoots it like a six foot three point guard from the three two. And he's seven foot tall. He can shoot at all three levels. He can go in the paint, he can shoot at mid-range, and he can shoot outside. You added Hunter Dean, who's gonna be a role player. He's the 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 last addition. You needed some size, Zach. We were talking about some size, needing some size. He's six ten, two hundred and thirty pounds, like big dude. Definitely can play the five if you need him to. When Will Baker comes out, can play the four. I mean, man, you could have a huge lineup out there if you want to. I mean, Jalen Jalen Reed is six. Rebounds isn't going to be an issue. Yeah, Jalen Reed is six ten. Hunter Dean is six ten, and Will Baker is seven foot. If you run them out there three, four, five, like you're you you got the trees out there, you know. So you can run a really big lineup, and you can also run a really small lineup because. Jalen Cook is six foot one. Carlos or, or is six foot. Carlos Stewart is six one. But then you have some length and some like defensive length in terms of Imwani and Jordan Wright, who are six six, six five. Um Tyrell Ward is six seven. So man, I really like what Matt, Matt, Matt McMahon has done this year. You've got a lot better talent in terms of scoring ability. You know, we were excited about last year. We really were. Uh, and I think we were kind of captive trying to hope that, the, like, the best would happen in the worst possible situation. And maybe we were a little bit too giddy about what we got because when you look back at it, it really wasn't the best. Yeah. This year, I think it's improved. I think it can be better. I, like, I will say that, Zach. Like, I think we could have done better in the portal this year, but I think it is way better than what we did last year. Um, right. Like, you got guys who can go out and score, and we did not have that last year. Like, yeah. we had – Zach, how heavy did we lean on K.J. Williams sometimes? Uh, I mean, the year? He was our <laughs> crutch. I mean, there were times our point guards, Zach, could not score anything. Yeah. Our, our, our two guards could not get us – anything i mean it was brutal at times that carlos stewart jalen cook you are not going to have any problem from them scoring whatsoever whatsoever um so it's gonna be fun to see how this team shakes up and and, and kind of measures out together uh obviously you have Derek fountain also who's 610 by the way so you have you have four players who are 610 and taller so um and you also have some just elite shooters in your guard position. So really excited about, about this team, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Zach, I know you got some stuff on uh, the the football transfer portal potential lands. Probably some bigger names than what we were expecting. Yeah. At least what I expected. So real quick, Ray, before I get to that, can you give us a way too early starting five? Way too early starting five. Your one is I think, definitely – I think there's four guys that you could probably say like pretty confidently. Yeah, Jalen Cook is definitely going to be your starting lineup. Um, Will Baker is your five. That's your one and your five. I I think Derek Fountain's going to be your four. I think Derek Fountain will be your four. I agree. Four. I, I think I think Hunter Dean is going to be uh, coming off the bench for both of those guys. Yeah. Um, so, oh my! And I think Carlos. I know Stewart. this man did not. Oh. And I think Carlos Stewart is probably your uh, no second, way. your second, uh, your two. We'll get no to way, it. We'll get to it. We'll get no to it. No way, bro. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, wow, uh, that totally just threw my train of thought off. Jalen Cook, Jordan Wright, Will Baker, oh, Derek. About Jordan Wright. Uh, George Wright is going to play your two. He's going to play your two or three. Yeah. So Jordan um, Wright your three. Carlos Stewart your two. Jalen Cook your yeah. one. Derek Fountain your four. Will Baker. Uh, your five. 
so three may I don't think Imwani will start this year. I just don't think he will. Mm-mm. Um, see, that's hard. There's a lot of guys who could play it. Like Tyrell Ward could play it. Uh, I think you're gonna be your depth's gonna be pretty decent. Yeah, it is. Not bad. Uh, really, the third, the the three, I think, is your hardest spot to determine. Still got Trey Hannibal too. Yeah, you do have Trey Hannibal. He'll be one of your your guards backup. Um, let's see. This guy said Carlos Wright, chest. That's right, six foot eight, Corey Chest, true freshman. He could be your three. He could be your. Four. I mean, I'm really interested to see that lineup, Reagan. But we'll move on from it. Okay, so real quick, um, I want to get to uh, football very briefly, and then we'll address some more comments. Um, so the three names right now that you're hearing, um, and you know, kind of give it up down those. So number one, let's start with Logan Diggs. Logan Diggs, I think you got a really good shot at. I think, um. I think LSU is in a really good position to land Logan Diggs. Um, you know, it's very – I think it's very telling, you know, that you're going after a running back, um, you know, with yeah. as many bodies that you have. Um, yeah. So, very telling. Um, the other thing – so, so Logan Diggs is very confident on. Uh, Keon Coleman, not as much. Okay, Reagan. Um I really think Ole Miss or Florida State's going to land him. Um, I would hate it if it was Florida State. I mean, either oh, way, God. it sucks. Either way, it sucks. I would uh, rather go to Ole Miss. I'd rather. I'd rather. Either way, it sucks. But don't really like LSU's chances right now with Keon Coleman. We'll see what happens uh, there. And then last is Trey Amos, the UL uh, yep. DB transfer. I also really like their chances with Trey Amos, uh, yeah. and he is getting a lot of big time offers, like. Bama. Time, like Bama, Georgia, Georgia, Penn State, uh, like Michigan, like he's getting, he's getting a lot of big time offers out of the portal. So Kyra, it's not like Kyra Lacey helping with that one. <clears throat> yeah. So like maybe, maybe this isn't really just a depth piece. This might be a guy that comes in and gives you yeah. a lot of really valuable snaps and reps. Um. So we'll see what happens the rest of the way. They are going to add some pieces. I mean, it's going to happen. Uh. BK made it very well known. They're going to add some pieces in the transfer portal. So, uh, looks like they're, you know, initially though, looks like they said they were going to add some depth pieces. Maybe you get some guy, maybe you get a couple guys that put in some really big time reps yeah. and aren't just depth pieces, but are really big contributing factors to this team. We'll see. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's address the comment. All right. So, Peyton, I asked you, give me your starting nine. Okay, you, you said pick – so you need to pick – you said pick a left fielder, pick a DH. You need to give me somebody. You need to give me somebody, bro. This um, is so, Trey at first, <clears throat> Thompson at second, Gidry at shortstop. So, who's going to pitch? You just, is Gidry not going to pitch? Okay. Uh, Gavin at third. He's never played third. <clears throat> um, pick a left fielder. Oh, you need you need to give me. You gonna put Jared Jones out in the? You are gonna take Jared Jones out the lineup? You gonna take Jared Jones out the lineup? Or Tommy White? You gonna put? You gonna put fourteen, fifteen home runs? Tommy White or Jared Jones out in left field? That's what you have to do. Cruising center, clinging right. Okay, I can get with that. Pick a DH. So I see no mention of Bear Jones. I see no mention of Tommy White, and I see no mention of K. Beloso, who have been all three of those. Are like a massive part of your offense this season, like massive, like twenty, like thirty home runs type big, thirty eight. Yeah, Gavin's never played third base, not to my knowledge, not to my knowledge. He's played outfield <laughs> and second uh, for his entire career at LSU, to my knowledge. So why would you put him at third base now? Um, he hasn't. He played second so, base a little bit at the beginning of his career. There's and the rest of the time was White Beloso second. White Beloso and Jones. Um, you're telling me you're gonna put in Pearson or Joe Bear over those three? Because none of those guys can play left field. None of them. I mean Pearson and Joe and Pearson and Joe Bear aren't better than those three. I'm just telling you right now. Um, Zach, I, I, 
I don't mean to cut you off, but I do need to. We need to hit a quick break and wrap it up. I can hear a screaming baby in the background. All so. right, let's uh, well, let's do that. Let's wrap it up. Listen, Peyton, love you, bro. But um, that's brutal. that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, uh, and then we'll be back to wrap up the show. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. All at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys. It's been a great show here in the Tigers Avenue. Appreciate all your comments and you joining in and interacting and discussing I'm glad that we have some reasonable baseball fans in this comment section. We don't have anybody coming in here acting like the season is over and we have no chance of winning anything ever again. So we appreciate that. We appreciate that. So why does White have so many RBIs? I didn't say Sid. I said pick. He's not good on defense, bro. Okay. I anyways, um, it's been a great show. Sky is not falling. LSU will be okay. I think they finish out the season pretty strong. In fact, I think they win the last two series. Might even sweep one of them. Um, so hang on to your seats. I, I, I think we're going to be okay. And I, I think it'll be a great end of the season. I'm really looking forward to the postseason um, because this team's special. And you're, you're going to get – you're going to finally get to see Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan experience – postseason play in Baton Rouge. It's been a phenomenal season. So, any, anyways, appreciate you guys joining in. We'll see you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Box Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, 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 who that,